thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you join us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank God for the Word. And we have been feeding on the Word together and the Word specifically about the mind, about our authority, and also about learning to answer with our authority. How many of you know you can have authority, but if you don't use it, it won't benefit you? (laughs) Parents uh, benefit from using their authority. Wouldn't you say so? (laughs) And so we, uh, as Christians, we're going to benefit when we use our authority. We've been taking as our golden text, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, something that Paul wrote to Timothy, and he said this, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Thank God for the sound mind. It belongs to us as much as healing belongs to us, as much as prosperity belongs to us, as much as the fruit of the Spirit abide in us, even so a sound mind is part of our inheritance in Christ. But we have to know how to yield to it. We have to know how to treat the sound mind. We have to know what to accept and into that flow of the sound mind. We have to know how to recognize what is not the flow of a sound mind and forbid it entrance. You know, it's it's such a big key because um, Paul wrote in Ephesians 4, verse 27, he said, neither give place to the devil. The primary place, the primary way we give place to the devil is through wrong thinking. Why? Because when you think wrong, you speak wrong. When you speak wrong, you believe wrong. When you believe wrong, you receive wrong. And so uh, thank God a a sound mind belongs to us and we're learning to recognize that which is not of a sound mind. Amen. Uh, The Amplified Classic of that translation, it describes a sound mind, that it's a calm mind, that it is a well-balanced mind. It's a disciplined mind. And it's a self-controlled mind, meaning it takes our involvement. Amen. We have a role to play in staying in the flow of the sound mind. Amen. We've been talking about answering it because Jesus was the one who showed us to answer things. Amen. Uh, In Luke chapter 4, I mean, he was in the wilderness of temptation and the enemy tempted him. And he would always answer the temptation. He didn't just go with the feelings that he felt. Listen, you know, you know Jesus felt some things during that season of temptation, but he answered it regardless of what he felt. The devil wants you occupied with what you're feeling instead of occupied with who you are. And when you remember who you are, you don't care what you feel. Amen. Who you are in Christ and the authority that's yours. Amen. You have to know this. Psalm 23 in verse 5, it says, Thou preparest a table before me 
in the presence of mine enemies. Now note that. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. When an enemy is present, you're going to know it. So what that he's present? We cannot be impressed that he's present. We cannot be impressed that we feel the one who is present. We cannot be impressed that we're hearing the one who is present because on the inside, the greater one resides. Amen. Amen. And notice that even though the enemy is present, right in the presence of that enemy, we have a table spread. What is it? The table of our redemption, the table of the word, the table of all that belongs to us in Christ. It's spread there for us to partake. So that means this, if the devil's going to be present, give him something to watch. Make him watch you eat your victory. Make him watch you eat your healing. Make him watch you eat your peace. Amen. Be a partaker of it right in front of him. And so we teach you these things not to make you conscious or magnify the enemy, but we do have to be, we do have to be aware of his, of how he works so that we're not deceived or duped. You know, when many times you'll have a sports team when they're getting ready to play an opponent, they will put on a video of the team they're getting ready to play and they'll watch and they'll study their opponent. Why? So that they know how to handle them on the field so that they know the strategies that the opponent uses. And so it's important that we learn how does the enemy work, not to magnify him, but so we learn his strategies and become skillful in the face of those strategies. Amen. Um, I can't tell, talk about you, but I can certainly talk about me and the experiences that I've had uh, of times that I've faced opposition. I teach this not, again, to magnify it, but to tell you how to, what's the right answer in the face yes. of these? How do you handle opposition? Because you're going to have opposition that comes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Several years ago, there was a, a ministry project that I was working on. And um, in, the, oh, in the preliminary stages of that, before that thing was ever completed, I kept having this, it came up to me twice. It came up from my spirit, these words. You don't think that anything with the anointing on it is going to go unchallenged, do you? Well, what was that? That was a spirit speaking to me. He was saying, there's going to be a challenge and opposition to this. Why? He's wanting me to recognize it when it comes. And so about two weeks later, we we were close to the completion of this project. And again, I heard these words. You don't think that anything with the anointing on it is going to go unchallenged, do you? Well, why why would anything with the anointing on it? Because the anointing destroys the yoke. Amen. The devil hates the anointing. The enemy can work for years and decades to bring someone's life into bondage. And over the years, strengthen that bondage, fortify that bondage against them. And that person come in contact with the anointing for one moment. And that anointing destroys years of the devil working to try to fortify that hindrance, that bondage in their life, that something of a habit or a a dependency, something that that was a negative in their life. And one moment of the anointing and the thing's destroyed. So you can understand why the devil hates the anointing. He's afraid of the anointing. 
And so that's why the Spirit of God said to me, you don't think, think anything with the anointing on it is going to go unchallenged, mm -hmm. do you? Well, the Holy Ghost is letting you know, be aware. Yes. Amen. Yes. So be congratulated that when, when there's opposition, aha, there must be the anointing. Yes. The anointing must be moving yes. for you. Amen. Yes. The anointing must be working. Yes. Amen. So I had completed the day this project was completed. Um, it had not been, if I could say this made public yet, but it was completed. I walked into my house and when I did, I sensed an evil presence. Well, what was that? Psalm 23, verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Yes, the enemy's present. Don't be impressed. But I sensed an evil presence. And then these words said, this project is going to mean failure. It's going to be an embarrassment to the ministry and cost the ministry a lot of money. And that's what it said, mm -hmm. those words. Mm -hmm. I recognized fear. Yeah. See, that's fear. Yeah, that's What's fear. he trying to do? He's trying to back you up. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, fear, I could feel it in the room. Mm -hmm. I said, fear, I resist you in Jesus' name. Yes. I resist you. Yes. Now, this is something else greater that I learned about my authority. So when I said that fear, I resist you, that spirit of fear stood off. I could tell it was still in the room, but it backed off. But I could tell it was still present. It wasn't right here. Yeah. It was at a distance. And uh, it was time for me to go to bed. It was late at night. And so uh, those words kept trying to trouble my mind. And I said, nope, nope. I've already spoken to that spirit yeah, right. of fear. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was fear speaking the words. So I thought, no, I'm going to bed. And, uh, you know, victory doesn't just sit and wait and watch for victory to feel, That's to show up. Good. You just act in faith and you go on with your life. So I go on to bed, but because these words were still moving, this project will be a failure. It will be an embarrassment and it will cost the ministry a lot of money. Those three things that it kept saying. And so those words were still just cycling around my head. But I could still tell that that spirit of fear wasn't right here anymore. It stood off. Mm -hmm. So I go to bed and I'm trying to fall asleep. And you can understand it was a little difficult because I could sense that spirit in the room. Right. Although it wasn't on me, I could right. sense it in the room. But those words kept, have you ever seen a cartoon and they take somebody, uh, you know, an animal's, you know, they're, I don't know if it's Tweety Bird or, you know, one of these. And they take a bat and hit them over the head. And then you see this circle of stars going around their head. That's what those words were doing. Those words kept circling around. I wasn't hearing them afresh. It wasn't like that spirit was still speaking it. It was just the words he'd already spoken kept moving. And they kept going around and around and around my head. I wouldn't let them in. I refused to let those things into my thought life, but I could tell they were circling, trying to gain entrance. And I could sense the presence of that. So I go off to sleep with some difficulty, but I do go off to sleep. And I was awakened a couple times in the middle of the night. And I said, no, I'm not, nope, nope. I'm not going to stand up, sit up and wait for my victory to feel like I got it, right? And so I, uh, I, I woke up a couple times and made myself fall back to sleep. And then early the next morning, I, could, I woke up. And when I did, the Spirit of God spoke to me. And he said, 
you did right in answering the spirit of fear that spoke the words. Where you missed it, you didn't answer the words. Now, let me clarify that. He said it was the spirit of God, it was the spirit of fear that spoke those words, but those words he spoke are still moving. And you didn't answer those, and you have to answer the words that that spirit of fear spoke to stop the words from moving. That's why you've been troubled. You understand that? Remember what I said? It was like those words were still circling. They were trying to get in. I wouldn't let them in, but I could still sense they were, it was just like they were knocking at my head, just going around my head, just going around my head. And I said, God, see, I answered the spirit that spoke it, but I didn't answer the words that were spoken by that spirit. So when I got up, I didn't just say general words. I said, you said that this, that this project will be a failure. I said, this project will not fail. Mm-hmm. See, I spoke yeah. it. I answered yes. it. Yes. I said, number two, you said mm-hmm. that it would be an embarrassment. It will not be an embarrassment. It will be a furtherance in the gospel. Yes. Yes. I said, number three, it will not bring financial hardship mm-hmm. to the ministry. It will be a blessing to Amen. many. Yes. Amen. When I answered those words, this all of that stopped and then the spirit of fear left. Mm-hmm. And then God taught me something more. He said, because see, remember the night before I answered that spirit yeah. of fear. Right. Remember that? But it stayed in the room. Mm-hmm. Right. And I couldn't understand why is it staying in the room when I told it to go. And God said, because it was watching to see what you would do with those words. Because you didn't stop yes, the Lord. words. Yeah. The spirit that spoke those words had permission to stay and watch them. Remember what Jesus said? He said, the devil comes, but he finds nothing in me. See, words will try to get in your mind. Words will try to get in you the way of thinking. So what, what is this? Jesus lets no words came to him, but he didn't find when the devil came to see, did those words work? See, the devil's always trying to plant wrong thoughts in you. And he shows back up. He'll just try, he'll just make a statement and then leave those words there to do the work. And he'll leave and come back later to see if he can get a harvest on those words. To see if you let him in. Does that make sense to you? I'm trying, some of these things, it's not always easy to articulate so, to, so that people can understand it. But I hope I'm, I'm, hope I'm making yes, that clear yes, to you. Yes, yes. So yes, I did write in speaking to the spirit of fear, but I had to answer the words. Yes, yes. And when I did, then not only did the words stop in their movement against my thought life, the spirit of fear left the room. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the words that he, he came to work with were no longer moving. Yes. They were dealt with. God's words yes. annihilate the devil's yes. words. Yes. God's yes. words undo yes. the devil's yes. words. But you have to speak God's words. And so many times people are harassed in their minds. They're harassed in their marriage, harassed in their business, and they're waiting for God to do something, and he's waiting for them to answer the words. For example, if the enemy were to say something uh, to you against your spouse, maybe this, he doesn't treat you right, she doesn't treat you right, answer those words. Say, my, my spouse is a blessing to me and I'm a blessing to them and we have heaven on earth. Answer those words. Now, now, you spirit, you leave in Jesus' name. Because see, there was a spirit that spoke those. 
if you don't speak those words, if you don't answer those words, the words alone will keep moving uh -huh. of their own. But words stop words. Words stop words. God's words in your mouth stops opposing words, stops troubling words, stops depressing words, stops fearful words, stops panicked words. But answer them specifically. It's not just general words. When Jesus was in the wilderness of temptation in Luke 4, remember the, the first temptation that Jesus had been fasting for 40 days and 40 right, nights, right. so he was hungry. Right. And uh, what happened was the enemy spoke and said, uh, if you're the son of God, command these stones be made bread. Remember that? Right. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Yes. So he's talking about bread. Jesus answered about bread. Yes. Men should not live by bread alone, yes. but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So notice this, Jesus answered specifically, yes. right in line with what he was threatened. Yes. Amen. Right in line with that temptation. Yes. Amen. Amen. So number one, when something comes and tries to trouble you, answer the words. Answer the words. Because those words will keep moving and moving and trying to trouble and trying to gain entrance into your thought life. Even if you're keeping the door shut and you refuse to entertain those words, you can sense their movement. You can sense that they're trying to trouble and you're just, you're standing your ground, standing your ground, answer them. Answer them with the word. Amen. Amen. Then tell the spirit that spoke yeah. the words to go. Yeah. Because that's why many times the spirits will stand, if I could say this, in proximity mm -hmm. yeah. to see if their words got in or not. Amen. You have authority. Yes. You have authority. Yes. Answer, yes. answer, yes. answer, yes. answer. Yes. Amen. Um, another, another, time that I learned, and you say, how'd you learn it? Facing these kinds of situations. Years and years and years ago, um, I've always enjoyed working in the ministry offices. I like, I, like the, I like the office side of work. And I mean, I get refreshed, you know, working in the office. And uh, years and years ago, I, was, I, had, I had administrated here at the ministry for years. And uh, there was a time when I would come in probably for about a three-month period. Now, I had just started administrating. This was years ago at this time. And I, had, I would come into the office, and when I would come into the office, it was like a cloud would come over my mind the moment I'd walk into our ministry offices. And it was, it was dark. And I go, I don't even want to be here. I mean, I, I just couldn't wait for the end of the day. And that normally was not me. I got energized yeah. being in the office. Yeah. And I would leave the office and I'd be fine. Mm -hmm. I'd be at home, I'd be fine. I'd come back to the office and it was just like a cloud would come over me. Mm -hmm. And just uh, depressing, uh -huh. you know. Mm -hmm. And because I was really quite young spiritually, I thought, well, I don't know what's the matter with me. You know, so much time you'll think, what's the matter with me? You know, straighten up. What's your deal? <laughs> and so um, I remember one day, and it, it, look, it took me about three months. <laughs> Going in, so be patient with yourself if you haven't recognized stuff, you know. 
And so, yeah, thank you, Jesus. And so I, uh, I went in about three months later. I mean, after this had been gone about on about three months, I walked in one day and I again, it was just like a cloud would settle over me every time mm-hmm. I was in there. And it was distracting. You know, it was hard to get your work done. It was hard to think clearly. It was just unusual. And I remember that at that three-month mark, I thought, maybe this isn't me. Maybe this is something apart from me. And I had the prompting, go home. So I, I had just gotten there. I'd only maybe been there an hour. And so I got in the car and I left the office for that day. And I went back home. And as soon as I went home, I started praying. And uh, I said, God, it seems that possibly this is not just me. It's something against me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just spent a little bit of time praying. And this came up in my heart. Talk to your secretary. And I thought, talk to her about what? <laughs> <laughs> Talk to her about what? And he didn't say that. I just had that sense, talk to your secretary. So I did. The next day I went in, there was still that sense there. And we had hired a secretary about a month before, a new one. And so I called her in and all I knew was talk to her. So I didn't even know what to ask her. I just knew, get her talking. If I can just start the conversation. And so I just started in a real general way. And I said, uh, how do you like your job? Oh, I love it here. I love it here. Um, good. I said, has, have, have, have they worked with you to show you, you know, your responsibilities and you, you've got a good handle on what you're responsible for? Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I said, so I'm glad you're pleased to be here. Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm pleased to be here. And then all of a sudden just tears started running down her face. And I go, uh, I think we just hit something here. <laughs> and I said, what's the matter? She said, I haven't known how to handle this because I'm new. But she said, there's a certain person that in the office that every day they come to my office and they start saying things against you. And they go to every staff member every day when we get here and they start saying things. You're too young to administrate. You shouldn't be administrating. Things like that. I said, really? Uh Uh-huh. And she said... She said, I, I have not known what to do with it because I'm the new one. You know, I don't know if that's something that's appropriate that goes on here. So I don't know. I, I haven't known how to handle it. I said, you know what? You won't have to handle it. I'll handle it. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I dismissed her. And uh, then I, my husband and I had a, I, I, I informed him about it. And come to find out a certain person had been going around doing that. And uh, so, of course, we made a change. You can understand. We made a change. And uh, once that change was made, all of that lifted. All of that was gone. Now, this this is the thing I wanted you to see. I'm not spotlighting that someone had said something. I'm spotlighting the effect of words. The effect of words because someone was speaking negative against leadership 
that I could sense that those words took on movement. Those words could be felt. And that was the heaviness. That sense of depression came from their lack of unity. It matters that there's unity. It matters. And when someone breaks unity and someone speaks against leadership and breaks unity, so I could come under that sense I could feel it tangibly come on me every time. Well, once we dealt with that situation and those words, that cloud left because that person was no longer there. And this is what I want you to see. If someone else's words had that effect on me, how much much more my own words would affect me. Amen. Now see, if... How long would that have stayed there as long as those words would have been undealt with? Mm-hmm. But when we exercised our authority and made a change, mm-hmm. those words were also dressed. Yes. And that, le- that yes. left. Yes. That's what I'm, I'm trying to tell you is that words will have an effect yes. and you're Amen. authorized yes. to undo their effect. Yes. Amen. 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 That's why it's so important that parents not speak negative over their children right. saying, you never get it right. You're so, you're, I don't know how come you're so, you mess up all the time. You don't understand that those words, now see, you can't just send your words and affect just everybody. But when children are under your authority, so your words are going to have a, a special effect under those who are under your authority. That person that was on staff had a measure of authority. And that's why the words were having an effect. I wasn't under their authority, but I could sense the effect of their words because they did have a measure of authority within that within those offices, you see. So it's not just anybody's words, you understand. And uh, so that's why you you be careful about what you say over people. I'm not saying you can't address problems. I'm not saying you can't address issues. But you always want to make sure that your words help somebody instead of push them down. Amen. Now, as I said, if somebody else's words will have an effect on you, how much more your words will have an effect. Or how much if, 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 if the devil speaks words, his words will have an effect. You can answer him. Stop him. I don't care what you've been raised in. Maybe you were raised in a home where harmful, uh, tragic words were spoken over your life. You don't have to live under that. You just speak the word of God over your life. Answer those words with the word of God and turn everything around. And don't think it has to take a long time, that it has to take years. Amen. And Father, I speak in the name of Jesus with the authority that you've given me. I speak to those people who words have been spoken over their life that have pushed them down, held them back, made things dark in their life. And I say those words broken in the name of Jesus because greater is he that's in us. The greater one is in us. And we speak words of life that that the blessing of God is moving, that no weapon formed against their life will prosper. No word formed against their life will prosper in the name of Jesus. But the blessing of God is upon them and the power of God and the anointing of God and the wisdom of God, the knowledge of the word lifts them in Jesus name. Amen. Well, we've been teaching out of this book, Answer It. We we offer it to you. Go to DufresneMinistries.org and get your copy. And remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. 
Nancy Dufresne teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt in this book about the peace of God. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual Holy Ghost meetings in Marietta, California, January 6th through the 11th, 2023 with Nancy Dufresne. We are also excited to welcome Kenneth Copeland and Bridget Roberts as our special guests. For more information, please visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.